This podcast is not meant to be professional advice of any kind. It's meant to be informative and entertaining. If you make any changes to your life, see the appropriate professional before you do so. Hello, and welcome to SuperAge. My name is David Harry Stewart. I'm the founder of Ageist. At SuperAge, we help you live better and become the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want a SuperAge, right? Today's show is brought to you by Inside Tracker, the dashboard to your inner health. Go to insidetracker.com slash ages, save 20% on all their products. This show is also brought to you by Element, L-M-N-T, my favorite electrolyte mix. It's what I put in my water in the morning, and it's what I put in my water at the gym. Go to drinkelement.com slash ageist and receive a free eight-serving sample pack with your first purchase. Today's show is also brought to you by Timeline Nutrition with their breakthrough product, MitoPure, the first clinically tested urolithin A supplement, which is showing tremendous results for mitochondrial health. Go to TimelineNutrition.com slash Ageist, use the code Ageist at checkout, and save 10% off your first order of MitoPure. Welcome to episode 115 of the Super Age Podcast. It's great to have you with us. This is going to be dropping on January the 4th, 2023, a brand new year. So this being a new year, it's often customary to sort of take stock and say, well, in this next year, what is it that I want to accomplish? And make some kind of a plan on that. And, you know, to that end, we have Greg Scheinman, who's going to be with us in just a moment, talking about goals and how to make them and, you know, the difference between a goal and a resolution. And if you're going to make a goal, how do you actually carry through on it? So that's something I think we're all going to be interested in hearing. But we just had a holiday break, and I hope everybody else had as nice of a break as we did. I think we were closed for about 10 days, a long one this time. So during that time, you know, no emails, no slacks, no texts, um, you know, shut it down. <laughs> and that felt great. We actually, um, I, we leave Park City during this time of year because it just gets too cray-cray. Like, you know, when you can't, park in the Whole Foods parking lot, you know it's a mob scene. So we left for a few days and we actually went up north to Jackson, Wyoming, which is a, a wonderful town. I just, I, I love Jackson. Um, great food, lovely people. Um, had the opportunity to ski up on the mountain there. And that's um, not a beginner mountain is all I can say. It's a, it's a big, bad, scary place. And, um, but it was wonderful. So it's just, you know, nice to go to another, you know, if similar place. Um, and, and we chose it actually because it's just like a four and a half hour drive. And I do not like getting on airplanes. Who, who likes to get on airplanes at any time? But during the holidays, it's just a, a fraught event. So we just sort of looked at the map and said, okay, like four or five hours, where can we drive? And, and that was that. So we went up there. That was wonderful. And then we came back here and just sort of laid low for a few days, um, skied a couple of days here. But, you know, I looked at what I've done this year and I think I've skied 37 days, a lot of that like five or six days consecutively. And, you know, let's get real here. All right. I mean, <laughs> I'm in reasonably good health and good shape, but I am 64 and like doing that back to back to back. It was nice to have a little respite from that. So in our effort to relax and calm down, 
we watched um, Ticket to Paradise, which is the Julia Roberts, George Clooney film. And I want to say I loved it. All right. <laughs> Don't hate me. <laughs> I love these kind of movies. And it's just, you know, you see two people like that just having a ball. You can just tell like they're, they just love what they're doing. They have a great time with each other. And, you know, they would be doing this whether they get paid for it or not. Well, I, I don't know if that's true, but um, th- um, they're clearly enjoying themselves. And it was a wonderfully silly movie without any suspense and a great happy ending and in a beautiful place in Bali. So if you want some relatively mindless, happy entertainment, Ticket to Paradise, <laughs> check it out. Um, we're going to get with Greg Scheinman after a quick word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Inside Tracker, the dashboard to your inner health. Inside Tracker is now including APOB analysis. Emerging research has revealed that APOB is an essential indicator of heart health. And in case you don't know it, that heart health is the current leading cause of death in the United States. So something we really need to pay attention to. And APOB is considered a more accurate measure of a person's disease risk than just LDL. So I'm really happy that APOB has been added to Inside Tracker's ultimate test. I recently took the Inside Tracker ultimate test with APOB. My APOB level is 47, which is optimized which is part of the reason my inner age, my biological age, as measured by Inside Tracker, is now 54, and I'm 64. Using their food first behavioral suggestions, I've been able to consistently improve my biological age. Go to insidetracker.com slash ageist, save 20% on all their products. Today's show is also brought to you by Timeline Nutrition and their breakthrough product, MitoPure. We all know how important mitochondrial energy is, and especially maintaining muscle and strength as we age. Urolithin A, which is found in MitoPure, has been clinically proven to increase muscle strength and endurance with no other changes in lifestyle. Urolithin A is essentially upgrading your body's cellular power grid, giving your body the energy it needs to optimize. I've been using MitoPure for a few months now, and what I can tell you is there is a noticeable change in the way my muscles re-energize after I use them. What that means is, say I'm involved in some intense activity in the gym or maybe some sporting activity. Normally, the next time I did it, my I would be you know kind of tired. I, I would be sort of gassed out. That doesn't seem to happen with this. Um, and all I can imagine is because my mitochondrial grid has essentially been upgraded. It's not just my muscles that are getting upgraded. It's all the other cells in my body because they're all powered by mitochondria. This is a product that I'm going to be taking every day for as long as I can. It's become an essential part of my routine. Timeline is offering listeners of this podcast 10% off your first order of MitoPure. Go to timelinenutrition.com ageist and use the code ageist to get 10% off your order. That's T-I-M-E-L-I-N-E-N-U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N.com slash ageist. Maybe check out their starter pack, which has all three formats, and let me know what you think. Hey, we got Greg Scheiman up in just a second at the end of our conversation. 
we're going to do a little suggestion. I think we're trying to do this every week. Um, just like a little like, hey, try this. Maybe your life will get better. <laughs> so that'll be right after my conversation with Greg. Hey, Greg, how are you today? I am doing great. How are you, Dave? Good to be back here. I'm good. Um, we're going to be dropping this the first week of January, 2023. And I'm having you on for a very specific purpose. And that is that, you know, we talk a lot about super aging and how to do this stuff, but these are all behaviors and they're, they're actions that we have to take. And you sent me a wonderful email a couple of weeks ago about goals and achieving goals. And um, as we were talking just before we hit the record button here, the difference between um, making a resolution and, and actually carrying through on it. I know that this is the week that a lot of people, they have a lot of resolutions, but um, then they might forget about them. So let's give people some ideas about, um, I'd like to break this into sort of two categories, mm -hmm. um, how to make goals. And, and I think that's important because I think we need to make some big goals that we can possibly achieve, but maybe a little uncomfortable. Um, that doesn't include like something crazy, like going to Mars or something, you know, something that's within the realm of possibility. And then how do we actually make that happen? So like a year from now, we can say like, hey, I did I did these things. Isn't that awesome? Okay. So yeah. how do I make a goal, Greg? <laughs> it, it's, it's so good. You know, look, the first thing is anyone can make a goal. You know, just like you said, anybody can make a goal. That goal can be anything we choose, which is sometimes challenging because it is so open you know, that we can set a goal to be to be anything at all. So making the goal, first, I think rule number one, knowing what's important is what's most important. So when you think about making a goal or setting a goal, think about it in context of, is it important in your life? Where does it fit? into if, if you achieve this goal, what is it actually really adding to your life? And as you go after even achieving this goal, think about also, what might this be kind of taking from my life also? Sometimes we don't think about the other side, you know? the other shoe that's going to drop because everything comes at a cost, whether you're investing time, you're investing money, you're investing energy. You know? It might be putting you in front of certain people, but it might be taking you away from other people. So think about your goals in that since when you're setting them, knowing what's important is what's most important. We race to sometimes make goals or we hear about all kinds of stuff that's out there and we think we better do that too. Somebody else's goal might, might has to be my goal now because they're influential or that sounds interesting or cool, but really think about it. Look inward. You know? Knowing what's important is what's most important to you. That's, that's the goal-making side. But I, I think what's important here, at least for people like me, is that Rather than saying, you know, something like, I would like to feel better or, <laughs> you know, something sort of vague, um, if I can put a number on it um, and suddenly if I put a number on it, it becomes real and there are actions I can take towards that number. Bingo. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Once you've determined what's important, now we've got to get quantifiable. Because as you said, these shallow and wide kind of general statements you know, are not goals. You know, I want to lose 
some weight. I want to be a little bit fitter. I want to make some more money. Mm -hmm. I want, I want, I want. These are goals. These are general, shallow, and wide statements. Can we go narrow and deep in the quantifiables? I want to lose five pounds. Mm -hmm. I want to lift a certain amount. I I want to go on. Something in in the email that you sent me earlier was that something about it's the difference between a goal and a wish. Like a wish is, I want to feel better. I want to look better. A goal has an it has a number on it, and there's a plan to affect that number. Absolutely, you've got to back into whatever your goal is. Purpose, process, payoff. Again, there has to be something quantifiable to go towards, or you're going to struggle with actually achieving that goal because you don't really know what is going to make that goal a reality. So mm -hmm, make up a number, whatever your number may be, because as you said, numbers don't lie. Mm -hmm. Numbers don't lie. Your calendar doesn't lie. So the quantifiable, show me your calendar. I'll show you your priorities. It's got to be there. Mm -hmm. I want to be in better shape. Well, what does that mean? When am I exercising? In order to get in better shape, I have to exercise. Is it on your calendar? I'm going to train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the weekends, like for me, which are easier days to train because I'm not working and my family sleeps in a little bit. What are the quantifiables so that you can define, again, how long it's going to take me to reach this goal? You know, consistency also beats intensity. What we're going to see, as you talked about at the top, resolution. People are going to make a lot of resolutions like they always do. And then they're going to break them typically you know, at some point because they haven't really quantified again what it looks like to maintain this. So I would offer practice resolve over resolution. And with resolve, now we're really getting into consistency in what it looks like. We're really getting into quantifiables. We're really getting into the planning that you said, the purpose of the goal that I set and the payoff of what happens when I achieve that goal. So I'll give you I'll give you an example in here. Like I just posted, I don't think it made it into that email that I sent you, but I just finished my first book of 2022. You know, we're, we're almost the end of November right now, and I realized, despite no matter how many books I have started this year, and I read a lot of books, I go back and forth, a chapter here, a chapter that I hadn't actually finished a book this year. So I said, okay, in order for me to finish a book, I need to have a process. Hmm? Can't just say, okay, I'm going to finish a book. Again, general statement. Now, I'm going to read 10 pages a day of this book till I finish this book. No more and no less than 10. Get up. If I read my 10 pages and I'm in a, on a roll, put it down. You know, if I, if I haven't read my 10 pages in the morning, this book goes with me everywhere I go until I find the motivation to pick up the book and read my 10 pages. Because the other difference in that is, let's say I read 20 or 30 or 40. Maybe I now justify in my mind tomorrow I don't have to read because I've gotten ahead. I'm out of the habit. The key is to not break the chain, as as Seinfeld said in his process. Mm -hmm. Don't break the chain. Can we string together this series of consistent positive action steps, these little wins, this 1% better every day, so you get that compounding interest and that that cumulative effect of exercising those muscles, mm -hmm. mental, physical, emotional, financial, whatever it might be, to get you closer to your goal. So I knew exactly when I'd finished the book. Here's how many pages, 10 pages a day. Here's how many days it's going to take me to finish the book. 
And I did it because it was in a bite-sized piece well, that I can handle. What I like about that is the specificity. And I think it's there are two things here. There's consistency and there's specificity that you didn't say, I'm going to read the book every day. You said, I'm going to read 10 pages in the book every day, which would be similar to rather than saying like, I'm going to go to the gym every day. That's good to go to the gym every day, just as it's good to read every day. But if you say to yourself, this metric is what I'm going to do in the gym on this day, then like the more granular we can get on these things, the, um, I, I love, I love checking stuff off my list. It's just like part of my personality. It just gives me tremendous satisfaction. <laughs> and if I say I'm going to do something and it's this quantifiable thing, I feel better about that than just, um, saying like, I'm going to go to the gym. If I say I'm going to the gym and I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and I do those things, then I get this burst and it and it powers me to the next day saying like oh you did that that's amazing um let's do it again today like like the chain like what you were saying i love it and i do and i do it too there is there's something so tremendously satisfying about checking something off of your list and saying you've done it so two things again back to the specific specificity i don't know if i can even say that properly that's going to go on my list to learn how to pronounce that say that <laughs> say that fast now but making the list committing to continuously making the list, adding things to the list, and then checking them off and moving through it. That's a quantifiable, very specific task. I keep a run. I use Evernote for this. I don't know what you use or people could use Post-its, computer, anything. I love Evernote and I keep it on my phone and on my computer. And that's my running list. There's 15 things that I look at every single day, which are how I operate, my personal operating system. These are my daily reminders that I go through and what's important to me on how I operate. Directly below those 15 things is my checklist of things to do. And it literally, it is anything, it could be follow up on this email to this specific person, Mm -hmm. mail out a copy of my book, Mm -hmm. take the dogs for a walk. It could be a simple, put a stamp on this. Because if I check off three things a day, I feel good about myself. Big or small in there. It's just, again, stacking those little quantifiable wins throughout the day and getting into the habit of keeping the promises that we make to ourselves. I th- it, yes. And I, I have been meditating in the morning, more or less. Like I miss a day or two, like airplanes and stuff, but I like I maybe almost 10 years. And so now if I don't, it's just, it's not quite a non-negotiable. Like I will, okay, I have, you know, something I have to do, but it feels bad. Like when I don't do it, it's just like, oh, like that's a thing. It's like brushing my teeth. It's like, that's a thing that I do. And if I don't do it, I don't feel as good about myself. And so it's this repetition, this consistency and the specificity of it gets sort of like wired into my brain. And I think that's how we affect behavior change. Because as, as I said, all the things that we're talking about, the way, like I, I talk about an ages or super age, these are um, choice-driven behaviors. There, there is not an act of God that's going to tell you like to do these things. Like 
you have to decide to do it. And so you got to like wire it into your life. Well, I think you're, again, you're, you're spot on. That's how you operate. You know, when I talk about developing your personal operating system, what you describe is that's how you operate. So it doesn't feel right when you're not operating that way. You've developed these habits. We all develop these habits, good, bad, whatever they are. That becomes our default of how we operate. When we get outside of our personal operating system, it doesn't feel great. Now, just like a computer or business or anything, we can continue to upgrade our operating system, and we should. That's what we're talking about when we're, when we're getting into you know, personal growth, development, hmm? transformation. I talk a lot about mediocre to maximize. Hmm? All of these are choices. You know, mediocrity happens by default. I say it's maximization happens by design. None of this happens by accident. They're conscious choices and decisions we make. And guys say to me, oh, you know, I'm not consistent. You know, I've struggled with consistency. No, you are consistent. You're just consistently making the wrong choices. And that's why we're having this conversation. You'd like to consistently make better choices. So how are we going to get there? One day at a time, one step at a time, one meal at a time, one workout at a time. But again, what are they? You talked about going into the gym. Very different to go into the gym, not knowing what you're going to do versus going into the gym, okay, knowing exactly what you're going to do. Totally different. <laughs> and so... I think one of the other things that that I've noticed, um, like I noticed in 2022, I did this. I, I, uh, Joel Jameson, who I had on on the program, I did his eight weeks out um, strength and conditioning program for pretty, you know, like eight months. And the things that I was able to do at the end of that were far beyond what I have ever imagined possible in the beginning. And I, and I think, which sort of brings us back to this idea of goals and how we set these goals so that they, re, you know, they require effort and they're achievable. And I think oftentimes we, we like getting ourselves sort of right sized, like, like I said, like, okay, we're not going to go to Mars this year. Okay. But on the other hand, we can probably do a lot more than maybe what we're thinking we can do right now. So how do you how do you do that? Yeah, it's it's a great question. I like to subscribe to the test and retest, you know, theory. Okay. Maybe I don't know mm-hmm. what's too big of a goal, you know, or what might be too much, you know, or too little. So can I test it and over what period of time? Mm. And then can I retest it again? Do I need to speed up? Do I need to slow down? How does this feel? Again, in terms of my operating system, am I doing too much? Am I doing too little here? Can I actually, you know, what if I don't achieve this bigger goal, you know, that I've set, but by the way, by setting this bigger goal and reverse engineering back into the, you know, quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily action steps I need to take, wouldn't it be a damn good year if I got to 80% of this goal, 90% of this goal? And sometimes also not hitting your full goal, you know, setting a goal that that is highly aspirational. I think we need both. And you think we need to hit set some goals that are highly aspirational, that it may be, look, 
We take everything we've got to try to get closer, try to hit this one and reach this one. Mm-hmm. And then we need to set something that we're absolutely going to achieve. Because again, just like you're checking things off the list, we got to achieve some goals and feel like a winner, you know, here too. I think it's a combination of the both of, of both of them. And depending upon, again, what's most important to you in aspects of your life in priority order, you can set those goals accordingly. And one of the things, like I work with my clients on this, and I work myself with this too, adventures and experiences, for instance. Mm -hmm. I try to put something on the calendar every quarter mm -hmm, for me to do, take on a new challenge or a new, sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's spiritual. mm -hmm. And, and that ranges from, hey, you can climb a mountain, you could train with the Navy SEALs, or you can go spend a week at, at Modern Elder Academy, like you and I have talked about in, in BOSS. It depends on what you need, but put something on the calendar every quarter. Again, that's quantifiable. It's a goal hmm, that I can do. I learned when I did more than that, it was too much. Too much time, too much money, all of those things. Hmm? So we've been talking about really self-accountability here. But how does this idea of accountability and community of like bringing other people into the picture, how, how does that work out? So good. Um, preparation, consistency, accountability. Easy or simple in theory, but simple is very, very hard. And to your point, can't do it alone. At least I have not been able to do it alone. Mm -hmm. So being part of a community, whether that's the support of my wife or the support of my kids or the support of a, of a group that I'm part of, of a co of my coach that I work with. Mm -hmm. And again, in the events and experiences and things that I choose to take part in that I look forward to, there's a lot of, in a way, vicarious living through other members of that community. You know, when I was training to go do the Everest challenge in Utah and climb this mountain, I knew I was part of a bigger community than myself. There were people all over the world that were training for this event and you could gather you know, with them. It's that surrounding and seeking out like-minded people that have similar goals that are going through the same things that you're going through that we can all get better together by working towards them. I have a training partner that I train with on my workouts overall. I have a coach again that helps me with my overall life goals. If you want to eat better, I've worked with a nutritionist and a dietitian. Getting back to, again, specificity, as you said. Mm -hmm. Where am I going? What do I want to do? How specific can I be and know exactly what I'm doing in order to get there? Now, that may sound like a lot of discipline, you know, and, and being super strict and I can't do that too. I'd offer that, first of all, if I can do this, anybody can. And secondly, the truth is the discipline actually equals the freedom. I had it backwards for a very long time, not being specific, not being quantifiable. Thinking that way was the way to be loose and to be free. And you could walk into the gym, look at all the machines and just pick them out, you know, in whatever you know, order you wanted to. And I ran my businesses like that, my relationship at home. The more specific and quantifiable I got, the more everything opened up. I think that's, that's so true. <laughs> um, I want to go back to this, um, uh, the community idea, because I think that, you know, somebody said, hang out with the people who are the sort of people that you want to be, that you want to become. Um, so if you want to move sort of from where you are, 
don't hang out with the people who are where you are. Hang out with the people who are where you want to be. Um, because I've, I've seen community can sort of um, work two ways. It can be um, they're going to cheer you on and say, you can do this. We got you. You can do this. Or it can be, you know, maybe not. Maybe you should slow down. Maybe you're not capable of that. Mm -hmm. And so it's good to pay attention to who you're hanging out with, depending on where you want to be. 100%. Look, I, I, I say this all the time. I want to be around people and do things that fill my tank rather than empty it. Hmm? Constant. What I say, I think before we rolled, before we started rolling on this, is what I want, I want to come out and hang out with you. You know, <laughs> I mean, you see and you and people out there that look like they're having a great time, you know, and that are doing interesting and cool things. And and you feel like they're like-minded, that there's kindred spirits and that making things not only possible and showing you that it's possible, but probable, you know, to live like this and do these things. And that fills you up and that energizes you. And you want to be a part of that and gravitate towards it. Anything and everything you want in life is absolutely available and happening out there. You've just got to put yourself out there and put it into it. Now, same on the emptying side. You can surround yourself by negativity. You can surround yourself and be, be stuck in situations or communities that may not be right for you, that are pulling you back or think Proposing the opposite, that it's not possible or it's not probable for you. And I've been there too. You know, I look back at, at most my former career. And when I first started it at my firm years and years ago, frankly, I had the wrong clients for a long period of time. Financially, you know, things were good. But as far as being like-minded and connected and, and, and similar in terms of lifestyle and things, there was a complete disconnect. When I switched out my client base and how I approached my business over a period of years, you know, things again opened up and got better. Instead of staying out late and drinking and going to these networking events, I was swapping them for getting up early and working out and juices and breakfast meetings. You know, even the industries that I was working within. You know, I like a couple of things. I like to eat. I like to, you know, I like like to drink. I don't drink alcohol anymore, but you know, beverages and workout, anything you could eat, drink, or work out with is really interesting to me. When I started gravitating towards doing business with people that own those types of businesses and companies, thing was better. When I was, you know, driving to the ship channel to do a ball to, to work with a ball bearing company, life wasn't as good. <laughs> I had no interest in that. So you can find it. Just gotta go out and do it. I've um, I spent a lot of time in gyms, and um, you know, sometimes I'll see um, people. Maybe they're like you know, small group, and they're working out together. Um, sometimes they're sort of of like body type or like fitness level. But what I really love is when I'll see like you know, three or four people, and one of them is very much not as fit as the others. But what you see happen is the other ones elevate that one. So they see, because they remember themselves, right? They remember they did that. That was them at some point. At some point, we, we're not all born fit, right? We gotta like do that. And they see the other person and they elevate them. And they say, you can do this. You got this. You can do this. And I just love that. So um, do I. And it's, and it's, 
the opposite of what the natural instinct is. And I, I see this, well, also men and women. Um, and I just think like that person is so brave to do this, you know, because they could be hanging out with people at their level sort of and just in stasis. But they're like, no, 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 no. I want to change. I want to do this other thing. And so I'm going to go with these other people. And that might be harder or intimidating, but but I'm going to go for that. It's such a great point. And, and I love it too. But And I think it's, and I spend a lot of time in gyms as well. I think it's applicable, again, in, in a variety of, of aspects of life. But from a principle standpoint, what happens, I think, is we tend to see outcomes. People look at, they see the outcome. Here's the guy with the great physique, or here's the, the woman with the very successful business. They're looking at the outcome. The person that you described that is hanging out with that group of fit people, and he or she may be a bit of the, look like a bit of the outlier there. That person is super, super interesting and super brave, as you were saying, because not, they've not only just seen and looked at the outcome and thought about it as being, you know, out, either out of reach, you know, or, or scary and intimidating. It's all of those things, or I can't get there too. But they're there. So they're appreciating actually the journey aspect of it, right. what it takes to get there. And that to me is like where, where the real magic is. It's again in this preparation, consistency, accountability, willingness to put in the work each day. The outcome will come, the outcome will be there. You know? The aesthetics are, are a, basically they're a byproduct, you know, of, of healthy living, you know, each day over time. If you took a picture of yourself today, you know, in the mirror, you took a picture of yourself tomorrow in the mirror, no matter what shape you're in right now, you're not going to see a difference. Now you take a picture of yourself today and you take a picture of yourself six months from now. And as you said, you followed your 12, 16, 18 week program of specific quantifiables and you see a difference. And what again, anything you're interested in, there is a proven metric of success multiple to help you get where you want to go. You really just have to pick one and follow it. Want to run a marathon? Tons of plans. Mm -hmm. Even want to build a successful business. You want to quantify how to make a million dollars in a year. You can back into very specific steps to take. You just have to commit again, resolve over resolution to the fact that you're going to get up, get dressed, put in the work, follow the plan, and it will actually pay off. Well, I, and I think, you know, what we're talking about here is the difference between process and outcome. So process we can control. Like that's, that's the actions we take. The outcome, well, um, you might get an upside surprise or something, you know, shit happens. Yeah. But, you know, you have to sort of let go of that somewhat. I mean, you keep that out there as the goal. That's what I want to do. Okay, great. But like our personal responsibility is, you know, nobody puts anything in our mouths. <laughs> we do that. <laughs> Good and bad. <laughs> you know, these are actions we take, so we can control that. And the outcome may, chances are, it, it, at least in my experience, consistency will lead to a lot of upside, upside surprises that were like outside of your imagination of what could happen just because you show up and you're part of the process. Never bet against the man or woman who consistently shows up. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yet they're going to be they're going to be hard to they're going to be hard to beat. You know, to your point exactly, control what we can control, and we yeah. can control the process. Yeah. And when you start embracing the process, and you start enjoying the process, and you lean in to the act of of participating, you know, and owning the process, owning your process. You know, owning learning about other processes that may exist that were new to you that you want to actually you know, embrace and start to utilize. When you really dig into the process, you're absolutely right. The outcomes will take care of themselves. Yes, there'll be variables. Maybe you get maybe you finish the marathon a little bit slower again. You know, maybe you set out to make a million bucks and you made 900 grand, but it's still 400 grand that you made, you know, the year before. You know, I mean, the outcomes will take care of themselves. It's like that other phrase, like the harder I work, the luckier I get. Hmm? Control what you can control. Own ownership you know, of what you're doing each day that is getting, it's either getting you closer or farther you know, from what you've set out to achieve. Or you're treading water. I, I, I think that the, um, one of the things that ha- like at the beginning of the process is understanding that you are worth it. And maybe you don't feel yet you're worth the whole enchilada, but you're worth a bite at the, en- at the enchilada. And it's enough, you're, you, you feel you're worth enough to give this a try, you know, for some period of time. And I can guarantee what's going to happen is this consistency is going to increase your sense of self-worth. You're going to feel better about yourself as you start being consistent with whatever it is that you want to do. And you're going to start to feel like these things that seem like completely out of reach are suddenly like, coming over the horizon like oh wow i guess you know i am that person like i am you know we are our behaviors and as we behave better and more consistently we we become that person Mm -hmm. i think that there's there's a lot of white space you know there and part of this is Look, you struggle with self-doubt or imposter syndrome or thinking that we're not good enough or that's not us because of where we are right now. And again, what we're seeing in terms of, of the outcome, those are very natural emotions to be insecure, to struggle with confidence, to think it's never the right time or how do I start? And then just start. There's never going to be the right time. Again, there's always, you know, but easy to say, just start. Well, what does that mean again? What am I just even starting? What do I do tomorrow? You know, I mean, we go very, very basic. It's something I'm going to go for a walk tomorrow. What does that mean? I'm going to put on my calendar at eight o'clock in the morning. I will go for a walk 30 minutes, no more, no less. Again, get it back into the basics. But a lot of also what you're touching on here is I think the difference between reinvention or release, you know, just like we talked about resolution, you know, and, and, and resolve it's similar that I think there's there's this perception that in order to make change, you have to reinvent yourself, you know, or to trans, they sound like big words, transformation or reinvention. And then it leads to, well, that's not me. That's so far away. I can't even see myself as that person. Where I'd offer, what if you just, again, released yourself to the process? 
you don't have to think about completely reinventing yourself. What you can do is you can agree to release yourself to the process, to just starting, to taking that first step, and then another one. We're not going to think about becoming 180, you know, doing a full 180 on who we are right now. You know? Why don't we just talk about getting 1% better each day, you know? which, which has become kind of a, a nice, big, bold statement out there a lot. And I really like it, though, because what it is, it's consistent, you know, consistent kind of bite-sized daily action steps. And, and maybe you can just warm up and, and, and wrap yourself around the notion of release versus reinvention. Mm-hmm. It mm. seems more achievable. It seems a little bit simpler. You can do that. Just go for a walk. I can just have one less Diet Coke. You know, I cannot hit sm- snooze tomorrow. You know, I can, you know, I can do this. I can send a handwritten thank you note. I can call, you know, my brother. I can do any of these simple, put them on your list. Go back to it, like you said. Simple, quantifiable, positive things that you can do. You start putting yourself in that frame of mind each day. Little wins that stack up and you will make tremendous progress over time. So what do you want to leave people with? How are we going to get people started? Yeah. But no, the first, first and foremost is, is belief. Believe that you can make change. Whatever that is, believe that whatever you want to do or have in your life, again, it's not only possible, but highly probable if you are willing to commit to the process and do the work. You can make it, if I'm going to leave you with something, you can make it as simple as the line that it is down the middle of this screen that is, you know, you're on one side and your red hoodie you know, and on the other side, but you can literally take out a piece of paper. And I don't know if people are seeing this or not, draw a line right down the middle. Hmm? Left side, right side, better one or better two. Hmm? Just like you go to the eye doctor, they put the thing in front of your eyes, they flip the lenses, they ask you better one or better two, better one or better two. The purpose of this exercise is to what? Finally get the prescription right. Bring things into focus, clarity, so that you can see clearly and know what to do. Write it down. Hmm. Double cheeseburger, Coke, large fries, all that thing. Grilled chicken sandwich, you know, some veggies, water, you know, element, you know, an element packet in there. You can literally play this game with yourself all day, every day. Better one, better two. Better one, better two. Going to go for a walk today? Not going to go for a walk today. Which one do you think is going to give you better results over time? And it's not about perfection. Perfect's the enemy of good, you know? Just start, get moving, get doing action. Action really cures all this stuff. And what I want to tell people is it's not about the big win. It's about the every day, every week, small wins. And every time you take an action towards your goal, whatever it is that you want to do, what I want you to do, and this sounds really silly, but this works. You take your right hand and you tap your your left shoulder and you say, good job. because you you did this thing and you need a reward you need to congratulate yourself and to look at these wins over time like if they're just x's on your calendar or whatever it is nobody did that you did that um and to take those wins i think that's so important uh and i, and I love that you mentioned that and i call it grace gratitude and latitude mm-hmm. 
we're way too hard on ourselves. We don't cut ourselves a whole lot of slack. Mm-hmm. And we should, especially when you are working towards something that's very important to you. Mm-hmm. And again, consistency looks like a lot of a lot of different things. It is not a perfectly straight line heading up. There is no super successful individual mm-hmm, who has had an unfettered path straight to the top. You know, that line, we started here, it went straight up, never look back. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. You're going to have ebbs and flows in that all the time. And you've got to be kind to yourself, you know, when you have those off days and you've got to reward yourself you know, when you've done a good job and acknowledge also what a good job looks like. Like, I, I think that might've been in my email or even when I was doing the, reading the book thing, like, look, I've, I've, I'm like, you got to talk to me or treat me like I'm a golden retriever. That's kind of the level of intelligence you know, that, that I have. So if I do something well, like I need a little treat, you know, so a little piece of dark chocolate or a little something or get a little retail therapy in the budget that I've set things that you can actually you know, reward yourself with, put the quarterly events and experiences on the calendar, what I have to do. Those are the reward. But it also forces me and holds me accountable to do the work leading up to it. If I want to go here and this costs X number of dollars, okay, and it's on the calendar and it's set and now I've paid for it in advance, what do I have to do? I got to earn. I got to do what I said I was going to do. Yeah. This is wonderful. Um, I hope this is helpful to everyone um, because I know this is the time we're all making goals, resolutions, looking at where we want to be. Um, But this stuff doesn't happen magically. (laughs) There's no magical thinking. (laughs) It's only what we do and how we do it. Absolutely. And I know you do such a good job of with everything you put out there in your community of helping people, giving such good advice, sharing experiences, positivity, uh, and everybody that you have on. Look, I look to that too. These things are, we're all looking we're all looking for that. So thank you for that because it's super helpful and inspiring and motivating to me to keep going. The goals might be different. The individual experiences are different, but what are you looking for? You're looking for people that help you go in the direction that you want to go. You know, like, oh, he can do it. She can do it. Like, okay, I guess I can do it. And there's, and, and we're not alone. There's a lot of us. You know? That's right. Super cool. So thank you. Absolutely. Greg, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And I I think this is especially pertinent for this time of year. Awesome. Happy holidays. Uh, And yeah, I'm I'm always willing and uh, willing and happy to help. So great to be here. Good to see you. Take care, man. Take care. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show today. It's great to have you with us. We're going to take a quick break for a message from one of our sponsors, and then we're going to get to our weekly suggestion. Today's show is brought to you by my favorite electrolyte mix, Element, L-M-N-T. One of the big discoveries I made last year was that proper hydration is more than just drinking water. In fact, if you're drinking straight water, as in just H2O, you're probably stripping out the electrolytes that you really need. And what happens if you don't have enough electrolytes, if you're not properly hydrated with the right mix of electrolytes? Well, for me, it was brain fog, muscle ache, and just all around feeling like a lot older than I wanted to feel. Um, But what I found is there's a super easy solution to this. 
Um, I put Element in my water. I have Element in my water in the morning. I have it when I work out. I have it in my beloved sauna. I have it before I go up on the mountain skiing. It's the thing that keeps my muscles and my brain able to work properly, even though I'm losing water and electrolytes through my activity. Go to drinkelement.com slash Aegis. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash Aegis. And hey, you'll get eight single serving packets free with any of your orders. It's a great way to try out any of the flavors they have. My favorite is citrus salt. Yeah, try that one. Um, Let me know. Is it working for you the way it worked for me? It was a huge revelation in my life, and I think it could improve yours too. This week, we're going to inaugurate something new. It's called Try This. And what we're hoping for is just a little bit of something to improve your life that maybe you hadn't thought about. So this year, since it's a new year, 2023, let's try this. When you're in the supermarket and there's that whole row of vegetables and green things, grab something and put it in your cart that you haven't eaten recently or maybe eaten never. Just grab it, whatever it is, put it in the cart. Don't worry about it. Go home, look up whatever it is. There's going to be some awesome recipe for it. Because what happens is with time, we sort of become habitual eating the same things all the time. And, you know, that can get a little monotonous. And it's also not really optimal for our guts. We want to eat new stuff all the time to keep our gut bacteria happy. So try this. Try a new green vegetable today. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the show today. It is always great to have you here. And I got to say, I'm ha- I have a ball when I do these. I just think it's so much fun to talk to all these super interesting people and ask them questions about stuff that, like, I want to know. Um, Next week, we're going to have another great show coming up. And as always, hey, you have the opportunity to leave us up to a five-star review wherever you're listening to this. And you can also leave us a comment. We love comments. And if you want to reach out to me directly, you want me to help hook you up with Greg or anybody else that you've heard on the show, david at superage.com. I do my best to answer all of my mail quickly, and I always answer it personally. So um, reach out if you'd like to. Everyone, have a wonderful week, and I hope it's a fun one. We'll see you next week. Take care.